Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 41 of your weekly recap show where I go through all of the major shows in WWE and AEW, give you a little recap, little review, and maybe a little fantasy nerdy booking and stuff like that. A little, little sprinkle of that all thrown in through there, but... As always, let's kick off this show with Monday Night Raw. They were in Brooklyn, freaking Brooklyn this week, boys. Let me let's let's get into it. So, Becky Lynch is out there with her spiffy outfit. She's with Adam Pierce. Becky thanks Lita for helping her out last week. She would also like to fight her way into a elimination chamber spot, but Bailey interrupts. Bailey doesn't think that Becky deserves to win at the at the Elimination Chamber or even be in it for that fact. Bianca comes out says she wants to fight the best of the best at Mania. Adam Pierce announces that tonight there will be a triple threat match. If Becky or Bailey win that match, they will be one of them will be added into the Elimination Chamber, but if Bianca wins this match, neither of Bianca or sorry, Bailey or Becky will be added to the Elimination Chamber. All right, Adam, that's uh, that's a pretty all right stipulation. I'm pretty interested with that, so not a bad opening to the show. Pretty all right. Moving on, we got the Street Profits versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Dominic Mysterio. The crowd wants mommy, and so do I. Dom causing a distraction on the outside. Dawkins gives him a large pounce. He goes flying. That's awesome. Finn Balor takes advantage, hits the corner, drop kick. Coup de Grasse pins and wins. Solid match overall. Profits showing off a few cool tag team moves throughout that match. I'll give them a thumbs up for that. Pretty good. Judgment Day beat down the Profits. And then Edge and Beth Phoenix come down for the save yet again. But this time Rhea Ripley appears out of nowhere. She attacks Beth and Judgment Day leave with the upper hand. So that rivalry continues to heat up. I just, I really want to see Beth Phoenix fight Rhea Ripley. That that would be awesome. Now we got the contract signing with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. These two do not like each other, and Brock is in a fantastic mood this week. He gets into the ring and immediately just throws a office chair out of the ring, so he doesn't even speak any words. That's how Brock uses his words. That's how he communicates with people. He just throws furniture. So that was really funny. Brock demands Bobby Lashley, a group of security, come out with a table and a chair just for Bobby Lashley. They set that up nicely for him on the stage. He sits himself down nice and far away from Brock Lesnar. Really, really like that. I don't think I've ever seen that, at least not for a long time. So I'll give that a thumbs up. Brock just wants Bobby Lashley to sign the fucking contract. He loses his patience, demolishes all the security guards. Bobby flips Brock onto the stage and then hits a spear. He signs the contract and walks off like an absolute badass, leaving Brock Lesnar on the ground. He can't get up. He's hurt. Pretty good segment right here, man. Bobby Lashley, just really solid on the microphone. Really good. But, like, where's MVP in all this? Is is he or isn't he a part of the Hurt Business? We haven't, like, actually gotten any answers on that. So, no MVP out here makes me believe that Bobby still wants to be on his own, which... I'm fine with, I think he can do that, but maybe, I I still think that maybe he, uh, MVP should move over, and since uh, Bobby is is taking his sweet time making a decision, or he won't give him a committed answer if he's in or out of the Hurt Business, try and convince Brock Lesnar to join, maybe that would be really cool. Moving on, we got Piper Nevin versus Mia Yim, 
Piper goes to town on Mia, just dominating her throughout the whole match. Mia eats a Loch Ness Slam, that's what they're calling her her spinning slam thing, whatever. It's a cool move. And uh, Niven picks up the win here and just walks right through Mia Yim, who is a, a pretty strong person on the roster. She ain't no pushover. And Niven looking absolutely great, uh, dominating a really prominent pers- person on the roster, like I said. And I'm hoping that they're giving Piper a push right here. It kind of looks like they are. They're giving her big, dominating wins over pretty big opponents and that's awesome she's really really good i like her gimmick she's really kind of sour and salty right now and just whooping everybody's ass i mean she's kind of the new nia Jax, but possibly safer but i don't know uh piper is pretty stiff in the ring herself so i'm a big fan of her though she's fantastic now we got corbin he's about to get interviewed but something way more important is happening it's Sami Zayn, baby. He is in the ring, so all the attention goes straight over to Sami Zayn. Sami calls out Cody Rhodes to the ring. Cody comes out. He gets a big old ovation from Brooklyn. Sami wants to know if Cody actually believes that Sami can beat Roman at the Elimination Chamber. Cody rebuttals. He says, oh, you better believe I believe that you can beat Roman Reigns. I'm like, oh, oh, God, yes, that is that is some good shit, but... The real question is, what does Sammy believe is what really matters? Does he believe that he can beat Roman Reigns? It doesn't matter if Cody believes. It matters if Sammy believes. And shit, Cody, that is some that's some deep shit right there, bro. That is deep. Sammy goes over his concerns overall. He doesn't know if he can win. He doesn't he's not sure if he can beat Roman Reigns. It's a mighty task. He rarely loses, so understandably, he's a little bit nervous. Cody won't have any of that shit. He hypes up Sammy, hyping up the crowd, telling him that he doesn't want to see Sami Zayn until WrestleMania, where those two will fight for the championship. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Um, a really bone-chilling promo right here from, from Zayn and Cody Rhodes. Just fantastic stuff. Elimination Chamber, baby. Cannot get here fast enough. Oh, my God. Double thumbs up for this promo. And really good job here from Cody Rhodes. He is just trying... He's doing his part, man, to will the WWE Universe, to will management and convincing them that this is what they need to do. They need to put the title on Sami and have it be Cody Rhodes versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Let's not have Roman. No more Roman. It's over. The Empire's done. Stop this. But fuck yeah, man. I liked it. It's a little bit forced. You know, Cody, like, going like, yeah, come on to the crowd to, like, get them as hyped up as possible. But I don't care, man. He's doing, he's doing what he needs to do, and I hope it's working. Now we got Nikki Cross and Asuka. They're backstage creeping out Carmella. Candice LeRae shows up. She's asking why Nikki keeps following her. Nikki stares at her. And then Can- or, um, Nikki stares at Candice. And then she laughs at her maniacally and just leaves. Uh, it was a weird segment, but it was, it was fairly entertaining. I mean, Nikki acting crazy is always pretty good stuff. Now we go back to a very salty, upset Baron Corbin now. He gets to finish his interview. Baron reminds us that he was the last man to beat Roman Reigns. Uh, I I think I would need a fact check on that one. I'm not sure if that's for real, but he he claims it's true. Baron starts trash-talking Cody Rhodes just as Cody walks in behind him. Cody hears enough of that trash-talk. He just jumps Corbin, demands a referee to get out here immediately for a match. All while he's fucking whooping Baron Corbin's ass on his way to the ring. Really good stuff here. So now we have a match. Cody Rhodes versus Baron Corbin. Uh, 
They fight on the announce table. Baron Corbin trips, and he almost eats shit big time, man. Oh, that would have been so funny, but it doesn't quite happen. We got the Cody Cutter, Crossroads, Cody Pins, and wins. Uh, good performance from, from Cody. Uh, he's always fired up out there, and Baron, as always, just getting to made look to made uh to look like an absolute fool man like i don't i don't know what they plan on getting out of this like it they're not going to make a cinderella story story out of baron corbin he's a very disliked heel you're not going to make people feel sorry for this guy so i i don't know like i said he he's definitely pissed off the wrong people backstage and and they're really just it just feels like they're ribbing the poor guy week after week they embarrass him oh poor baron Moving on, we got a six-woman tag. We got SmackDown versus Raw here. So we got Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Raquel Rodriguez versus Asuka, Nikki Cross, and Carmella. Asuka goes loco. She attacks her own partners. She does pin the right opponent, though, for the victory. Uh, not a very good match right here. Had Really had the opportunity to get people hyped up for the chamber match because the six women in this tag match are the six women that are going to be in the elimination chamber. And all they really did was make Asuka look, look like far and away the strongest woman. And it kind of just leads me to believe they're going to go with the predictable thing at elimination chambers have Asuka win because uh, they have not done any favors at making any of the other women look strong or good like oscar's oscar carmella like yeah she's a two-time women's champion but does anyone really buy that she's that level of talent uh on on the roster right now like i'm not buying it from any of these not morgan not natalia not raquel not like not nikki because they don't utilize they don't use her at all and carmella's fine but she's not she's not really main event talent and oscar is main main event talent but they got it like that's what I'm saying. They got to start making some other main event talent here for the women's division because they're just fucking not doing a good job of that at all. I'll give this a thumbs down. Not good shit here. Now we got Bronson Reed versus Mustafa Ali. Bronson catches Ali on the outside and throws him fucking so hard into the desk chair, man. That looked vicious. Uh, uh, you he wouldn't be able to sell that any better because he just legitimately hummed him very very hard at a computer chair and that shit hurts so that's a thumbs up we got a massive splash off the top rope absolutely destroying mustafa and bronson wins in dominating fashion this is yet another effective squash match making bronson look really really good going into elimination chamber you see what they did there they made the guy look really good but they could they didn't make any of the women look all that good just oscar which I don't know, not, not, no, just no. But this was fine. This was a fine, effective squash match. It's fine. Now we got Miz TV. His guest is Seth freaking Rollins. Seth rocking some absolutely outrageous red sunglasses and red boots. His shoes remind me of, like, what Sonic the Hedgehog wears. Just, like, really fucking red big shoes. Really just weird looking. I don't understand them. Uh, Miz wants Seth to talk about Logan Paul, but this just pisses off Seth. He flips out, doesn't want to talk about him. Miz calls Seth jealous, and then Seth rebuttals, calls Miz stupid. Wow, really, really compelling stuff here. Uh, crowd agrees with Seth. Miz gets angry, attacks Rollins, and then Austin Theory assists the Miz. Rollins hits a stomp out of nowhere on Miz, but Theory sneaks up on him. Uh, hits an A-Town down, and Austin Theory looking strong. So there you go. 
Theory then talks trash to Seth, draws in the booze from the Brooklyn crowd, getting even more heat for his big title defense in the Elimination Chamber. So, again, they did, they did a good job here making Theory look like the big piece of shit going into the Elimination Chamber, which he is. Making Seth, um, you know, look like he's getting he's going to get outnumbered or some shenanigans are going to go down. So, I like what they did here in this segment. So, Miz TV gets a thumbs up. Not bad. Now, we got Rick... Boogs backstage. He is met by Elias. Oh snap! Oh snap! Are they gonna do it? Elias is impressed by Boogs' skills, and if Boogs has a good match, maybe they'll team up. Oh my god! Thick Rick bulks up. Oh my god, dude! The way that he bulks up, man, it it's so stupid, but it fuck it bursted me out, man. I got a really good laugh out of that. Rick Boogs, man, he's got a ton of energy. I I like him. I just uh. We'll see where it goes with him. I think he has a lot of good potential here. So thumbs up for this segment. Pretty funny. And now for the match. Rick Boogs versus The Miz. So The Miz is still messed up from the fight that he was having with Rollins. uh, But he still has the energy to call Boogs an idiot. Not really a good idea. Boogs starts curling Miz like he is weights. uh, Throws him up into a really impressive power slam for the W. Uh, That move looked really good. Boogs look really good. Very, very strong individual. So I'll give him a thumbs up. Good stuff. And uh, it's really cool now that Thick Rick and Elias... Uh, oh, wait, sorry. It's cool Cool now that I think... Well, I think Boogs look good enough in that match that um, he and Elias, they're going to be a tag team now. I mean, come on, dude. You got it. You got to give it. You got to give it a try. It's a match made in heaven. You got two musical talents. Let's see it happen. You got Boogs doing that fucking scream. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be into it. I think it's going to be pretty good. Now we got the main event. We got Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Bianca Belair in a triple threat match. Bailey in control until Becky hits a DDT on her and Bianca at the same time. Well done. Damage control arrive at ringside for the shenanigans. Bailey hits the Tower of Doom. Can't get the pin on either opponent though. Becky hits a diamond dust on Belair and lands on Bailey at the same time. That was Becky's been doing that. I like that move, man. Good shit. Thumbs up for that. We got the manhandle slam, but damage control is there to break up the pin. And then all six of the excuse me, all six of the elimination chamber entrants come out to deal with uh, damage control somewhat. I don't know. It's just like a big old mess on the outside. Bianca lifts and throws Io onto. All the extra women on the outside taking everybody out. Bianca KODs Becky onto Bailey, pins and wins. Oh snap. A very good match right here. Really good main event match. Bianca really taking her spot at the top with a huge win right here. I honestly was quite surprised. I, I liked the idea. I thought it would be really cool. Because what would have happened if, say, if Becky won this match, she would get added to the elimination chamber, which means there would be seven women. So they would have uh, not enough pods. So what they would have done is started the match out with three women. So it would have started out as a triple threat, which I can't recall that ever happening. So I I was really interested in that happening. So I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't do it. and uh, But it makes Bianca look really good. And the match was good. Seven and a half out of ten. And I thought the raw the the go home raw this week was quite solid. Heading into elimination chamber, doing a pretty good job at at uh, making people look good going into it, while you know not making them be in a too crazy of a match, risking injury or anything like that. 
So I thought they did a really good job at making Nevin and Bronson look good, nice and strong heading into their chamber matches. Uh, but they didn't do a good job with the rest of the women heading into the chamber, man. That six-woman tag was lame as fuck. Uh really just makes me believe that they're just going to have Asuka win it, that she seems like the clear favorite, and they're probably just going to go with her because it makes the most sense. I mean, none of the other women really scream like WrestleMania match to me, but we'll see. They could surprise me with that. Baron Corbin continues to be absolutely embarrassed each week. I mean, honestly, I just feel bad for him right now. Uh, Cody Rhodes, though, campaigning hard for Sami Zayn to get the green light, man. I hope it was enough. I hope the Brooklyn crowd gave uh, management or whoever was watching enough of a convincing that Sami Zayn is the fucking guy to go with right now. It's it's going to be good. I don't know how good it'll be long term, but the moment, I mean, that's what WWE is all about, right? Making the moment right here, right now. So the biggest moment you're going to get right now is Sami Zayn winning the championship in his hometown of Montreal on Saturday. So, ah, uh, we'll see, man. I, 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 I can't, I can't really put a finger on what the fuck they're going to do. It's going to be crazy, but the show was solid enough. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Now we move to NXT 2.0. The show starts out with a match. We got Grayson Waller versus Tyler Bate. Waller is caught grabbing the ropes by the referee. Bate reverses the pin with one of his own, and he steals the victory. Waller is absolutely fucking livid. He's losing his mind on the referee, but the ref did the right thing, so can't really get mad at him. Solid opening match. You know, I wanted a little bit more because of the Tyler Bate match, but Tyler was doing his thing. I just think... Uh, the story they're trying to tell in the ring is that Grayson is a little bit distracted right now. So not the strongest performance from him. I wanted it to be a little bit better, but it wasn't bad. It was solid. Now we got Brooks backstage. He admits that he's never done anything with a woman. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, Briggs teaches him the 90-10 rule. And this was a fucking hilarious little moment right here. So the 90-10 rule, according to... um according to Briggs, is that the man goes in 90% of the way for the kiss, and then the woman will finish it off with the final 10%. So he was trying to show him that. It was fucking hilarious. It's, it's a thumbs up. Check it out. Now we got Grayson Waller. He is shown screaming and flipping out on Shawn Michaels again, telling him that he's going to sue him. Shawn Michaels ejects him from the building. So, yeah, that relationship t- continues to be very good. Now we got JC Jane. She is cutting a promo in the ring. She says it's all about her now. Then some footage is shown of her kicking Gigi in the face from last week. A really awesome straight up kick in the face. They show the the nice boot mark that Gigi had on her face. Uh, Definitely hurt quite a bit, I would imagine. And this was a very good promo from Jane. I'm going to give her a thumbs up. Good shit. Now we got Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hale. What chase you? Schism is being really creepy. Uh, they're watching. Uh, they're watching in the crowd. They're like spread out all through the crowd. They got their weird little creepy masks on or whatever. Uh, they're really terrifying. Thea Hale. She gets all distracted. Tiffany takes advantage of the distraction. Hale hits a or um, sorry. Tiffany hits a beautiful moonsault for the W. I I'm not a huge fan of Tiffany Stratton, but damn, that was a nice moonsault. Uh, match was not very good. Chase you, you better whoop schism, man. This is some bullshit. They're scaring Thea. This is not all right. Thea Hale is not being Thea Hale. She's all quiet and sad and scared. I don't like this. 
Uh, now we got Big Body Javi backstage. He's giving Ivy Nile a Valentine's Day card. Uh, very funny card. She chokes him out for his efforts, and uh, that was just a fun little segment. Poor fucking Javi, man. Now we got another match. We got Axiom versus Damon Kemp. So I haven't seen Damon Kemp in a minute. Let's see what they got planned for him. Well, they got Damon delivering a lot of really awesome German suplexes on Axiom. He is just fucking... Axiom is just selling out of control on all of them. Axiom gets turned inside out off of a really nice lariat. Uh, but it's not enough. Axiom hits the super kick for the W. A quick, pretty solid match. You know, Axiom, like I said, selling his ass off out there. Just not a long enough match. I wanted it to be... Uh, definitely could have been a good match. But uh, it was solid. It makes me want to see more of it, I guess, if that if that's good. Uh, now we got Braun Breaker. He's cutting a promo in the ring now, but he's quickly cut off by... Nobody can hinder the gender, baby. And into sure, I guess. Uh, but anyway, gender claims that Braun is weak and vulnerable. He challenges him to a title match. Braun Breaker, with a really nice burn, says that Indusher is the new 3MB, so... That's a that's a good burn. So 3MB was uh, stable a while back with Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, and I think Heath Slater. And it was a three-man band. It was a really bad, stable, terrible gimmick uh, with three guys that were going through a really rough fucking time in the company and just not getting over it all. And, uh, I mean, look at him now. Jinder ended up becoming a WWE champion, whether you liked it or not. Heath Slater is doing a good enough job in Impact Wrestling. I mean, he's entertaining with Rhino over there. He's got kids! And then, of course, you got Drew McIntyre, who is one of the biggest stars in WWE right now. So, yeah, it's not too bad, but I like that I like that shirt from Braun Breaker. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. Uh, but not a great segment for Jinder, man. He was messing up his lines like fucking three or four times. So, yeah, he's never been a good promo, but at times he can deliver a solid promo, but not tonight, not very good. And I, honestly, I, I don't have a lot of expectations for this. Uh, rivalry. I mean, Jinder Mahal versus Braun Breaker uh, doesn't doesn't really give me a whole lot of excitement. So my bar is set really low. So maybe they can get over that really really low bar. I'm hoping. Anyway, we got Wesley. He's in the ring. He's looking for his next opponent. So he's got an open challenge for his North American Championship. We got the Dawn. He comes out, but he gets jumped by Dijak. They're fighting on the on the stage. So then, Wesley is jumped by Von Wagner. So Von takes the opportunity, and now he's got a match. So it's Von Wagner with Mr. Stone versus Wesley for the North American Championship. Von Wagner throws Lee a solid, like, nine feet into the air and just making him free fall to the mat. Really like that. What's that? The pancake or whatever? The flapjack? I don't know. Awesome move right there. Thumbs up. West battles back, hits the backflip kick thing that he does, pins, and retains his championship. Uh, yeah, man, another match that would have been like good if it was just longer. I want, I like, I wanted to see more. It wasn't long enough for me to give it a good. It was too short, and but I see really good chemistry between these two. I, I think that these two could have a really good match. And uh, again, just give me like another three or four minutes. I think you're gonna have yourself a really good match here. But it was a solid match overall. Now moving on, we got Hank Walker. He's rocking a singlet now. Uh, Gulak gives him that and also gives him a nice pair of his old boots. Aw, Drew, that's so fucking gross. Uh, anyway, now we got a match. Hank Walker with Drew Gulak versus Charlie Dempsey. 
So Hank is picking up some new tricks and stuff, some new skills, but uh, still not learning fast enough, I guess. He is still way outclassed by Charlie Dempsey. Uh, Dempsey making Hank tap out in just a few minutes. So uh, Dempsey hangs on to the submission. He's not releasing the hold. Gulak stares at him, but he doesn't help Hank. Oh my goodness, what? Drew and Dempsey walk off together. Oh shit, we got another heel turn for Drew Gulak. I don't, well, I don't think he ever was really necessarily a babyface, but damn they uh they pulled off that right there so charlie dempsey and drew gulak are friends now what is hank walker gonna do who's gonna help the everyman i love hank all right now we got von wagner backstage he is ripping apart the locker room just fucking throwing shit around screaming and yelling making a whole scene while mr stone just sits there quietly until he can't takes no more mr stone snaps he's yelling Yet again, help me help you over and over again. It's still entertaining. It was still good. This time, I think, though, Wagner might have listened. He seemed to have listened, or he might just be tired. I'm not sure. Uh, pretty pretty funny segment backstage. I'm, I'm always down to watch a big, massive caveman fucking tear apart a room. It's pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, speaking of entertaining, we got Gallus, the new champions, the new tag team champions. They're hanging out at a pub, and then Pretty Deadly arrive. They challenge Gallus to a game of pool. Oh, fuck yeah. Gallus wins the game, uh, then they win game and game and game after game. Pretty Deadly just trying to beat them. They keep buying Gallus beers, because Gallus says they'll keep playing as long as you guys keep keeping our, our mugs filled, I think is what they said. And, um, yep, Pretty Deadly just can't get a win. Gallus says, well, if you wanted a tag team title shot, all they had to do was ask. So, yeah, Pretty Deadly wasted a whole bunch of time and money, but I thought the segment was quite funny. I, I like the chemistry between these two teams, both European teams, I guess. I don't know if that's the right words to use, but I like it. Funny segment. Thumbs up. Now we got Trick Williams. He is absolutely pissed. He's calling out Ilya Dragunov. Because Ilya just kicked him in the face last week and didn't say sorry, didn't really give a shit. So Ilya comes out, he eats a punch, and then drops Trick with one punch of his own. JD McDonough then comes out, he wants revenge on Ilya for detaching his retina. When the fuck did that happen? When did I miss that? I don't, I, okay, apparently that happened. Uh, Trick Williams jumps Dragon off from behind, and there you go. Pretty solid segment right here. Um... I really enjoy Trick Williams right here. He was uh, very entertaining, very funny. Uh, good good from him. Uh, thumbs up. I like the segment. Now we got Brooks. He's on his date with Kiana. Brooks just about to plant the kiss, but then Briggs and Henley interrupt, accusing Kiana of cheating on Brooks. What the fuck? So apparently they overheard Kiana saying that she loves another man, but that man turned out to be her brother. Okay, I understand that that still sounds weird, but it's family love, you sickos. It's it's just family. Uh, another segment with these four, these four, te- the, these two teams of Kiana and Henley and Brooks and Jensen with like no real payoff. We don't get the kiss. Kiana is proven to be innocent yet again. So when are we just gonna you know accept Kiana for being a actually an okay person, or or are we just gonna have her finally turn and just be the piece of shit that she should be? I don't know, man. Overall, I don't really like what they've done. The segment was, I mean, it was fairly entertaining. I just, I there's no payoff to it. The payoff is terrible. 
Anyway, now we got the main event. Carter and Chance, former tag team champions, going up against Roxanne Perez and Mako Satamura, the legend. Or the final boss, as she likes to be called. So... Satamura is not messing around in this match. She is laying in those legendary heavy kicks on all the youngsters, just fucking whooping some ass. I love it. Thumbs up for that. Roxanne hits the pop rocks. Roxanne, or um, Roxanne hits the pop rocks for the W. Uh, it was a fine tag team match, you know, not not really all that good. Uh, really cool moment, I guess, for Perez teaming up with who I imagine is her idol. But now her idol wants a title shot oh snap Perez gladly accepts the challenge and uh, damn that could actually be a great match uh, regardless if Perez uh, regardless Perez is going to eat some really stiff kicks against uh, the final boss in Satamura I can't really see Perez losing that match but it could be a really uh, a good opportunity to make a star out of Perez really show people what she's made of because I've seen I've seen Perez she can go she can be in a stiff match she could be in a really good match she can put on good matches it's just uh some I guess she's gonna need an opponent that can drag it out of her and the final boss Satamura that's a pretty good choice right there so I like that decision I think it's pretty good and the show is over uh not not really their strongest show I thought it was pretty mediocre all the matches just felt too short but they all had like the makings of a good match so none of the matches were really bad just not long enough for me to say that they were good so there's that uh I, th- I thought it was really interesting to have drew pulled off a hank already i thought it was a pretty i thought it, it was a match uh, a team that really made a lot of sense you got the really technically gifted uh guy teaching hank but i like where the story could go having the the student teach the teacher at some point so if they go down that i think they could do a really good job with that we'll see how it goes could be good and then i mean I mean, seriously, though, with, with with Braun Breaker, is Jinder Mahal, like, the best best we got right now? Is that is that really what we're going with? I mean, you got the returning Druganoff. You got J.D. McDonough sitting there. You got you got Tyler Bates sitting there. You, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, I'll give Jinder a shot. I mean, I just, I was a little surprised it was Jinder himself and not one of the guys in industry. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really not too sure what they're doing with that. And, um... Like, is Ilya Dragunov still on the table? Which, I mean, uh, or sorry, I do have JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov. That's still on the table. It looks like that's a program they're going to go with, and that's just going to be excellent. That there, I have, like, really no worry whatsoever that that is going to be disappointing. That should be amazing unless some someone interferes and makes it terrible. But anyway... Um, and I also like that there, that trick is getting added in, uh, adding in a nice sprinkle of entertainment over the last few weeks. He's actually like really finding his stride. I find with his, with his entertainment value. So I like what trick did, but the show overall was pretty mediocre. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. You could do better NXT. You could be doing better. So speaking of doing better, we move on now to AEW Dynamite. They are in Laredo, Texas. And before we start off with this review, we're going to say rest in peace to Jerry Jarrett. Well, you know, if you know, you know. But no, seriously, rest in peace, Jerry Jarrett, one of the, just a legendary wrestling name. And uh, we start the show off with an eight-man tag team match. You got Double J, Jeff Jarrett, the son of Jerry Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy, the acclaimed and daddy ass. The ass boys arrive on the stage. They're chirping their own father and the acclaimed. I just find that very funny. 
Bowens, or uh, yeah, Anthony Bowens pins Dutt for the W here. A highly entertaining opening match. Lots of gaga, you know, lots of shenanigans with the ass boys on top just yelling and screaming. So a lot of focus on them instead of the match, but it was very, very entertaining. Lots of scissoring going on. The crowd was into it. I'll give that a thumbs up. And the match was pretty solid overall. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. And also props to Double J, strapping on the boots, you know, with his dad passing away so recently, and doing the job. You no, know, he get he takes the pin and shit. So I mean, thumbs up for for Double J right there. We move on for to John Moxley and Claudio Castanole versus Tristan Vance and Roosh in a Texas Tornado tag. Oh fuck yeah! So that basically means no DQs and no tags. So just free for all basically. It's awesome. So a brawl breaks out in the crowd between both teams before the match officially begins. Moxley slips on the floor. He falls on his bum when he gets back into uh, in the wherever the fuck they fight. You know what I'm saying? Really funny. Vance spears Moxley through the ropes. They land on Roosh and Claudio who are fighting on the outside. That was a wicked spot. Thumbs up for that. Moxley is a bloody mess, as is tradition. Vance bashes Moxley with this huge metal chain that he brought with him. Moxley kicks out of that pin. That's kind of fucking insane. Claudio goes insane. He grabs the chain, beats the bejesus out of Vance with it. Then he swings him back into the Dark Order. He just fucking swung the shit out of him. Thumbs up for that. Vance is a bloody mess now. Moxley wraps the chain around his neck, bashes Vance in the head, elbows him, and then chokes him out for the W. Oh my goodness gracious, that was a fantastic battle. I fucking... Oh man, I love tornado tags so much. Never get to see them. Never see tornado tags. And when I do, they're almost always awesome. Very under underutilized. I don't know why we don't see more tornado tags. Uh, and honestly, I think this was a star-making performance here for Vance. That was really good. He got the blood. He was... I haven't really... We haven't seen too much of him as Tristan Vance in the ring yet. And damn, he opened my eyes. I was very impressed. He was... Uh, he went toe-to-toe with John Moxley and Claudio trading hard shots. And yeah, man, he looked like he belonged. Really, really good match. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. And we got a little uh, interview. We got JR has a sit-down interview with Wardlow. This was a good little segment. You know, Wardlow telling uh, a pretty nice story, and then he gets really intense. Uh, Well-done promo here from Wardlow. Now we got a match. You got Josh Woods with Smart Mark versus Mark Briscoe. Still one, or still the tag team champion. Ring of Honor tag team champion? Yeah. Anyway, Briscoe gets attacked by Tony Nese and Davari, but the Lucha Bros, to Briscoe's surprise, come out for the assistance, because, I mean, the Briscoes and the Lucha Bros have had tons of battles, so it was kind of weird for them to come out, but that just shows the amount of respect that they have for the Briscoes. Woods hits a really gnarly neckbreaker to Briscoe off of the apron. I mean, that's just a flat back onto the ground, like, six feet up. Like, that, that, that hurts. And Briscoe showing off the redneck kung fu. I mean, I love that shit. It's so funny. Thumbs up for that. Mark hits the Frobo. That's a frog splash elbow drop. I mean, the Frobo. That's so. That's a. I don't. I don't know if I came up with that name or someone else did, but I love it. And he picks up the W right there. Briscoe or uh, Briscoe is such an entertainer, man. Uh, very funny to watch. I love the redneck kung fu. And Woods was very solid in, in there himself. So I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. That was a good match. 
We got another interview. This time, Renee interviews Adam Cole. Adam is just in a really good spirits, just a really cheery, happy interview. Um, kind of interesting. I was expecting Adam to do something mean or something, but he didn't. So right now, he's a baby face, I guess. Now we got MJF. Oh, God, what is he going to do this week? He is contract. He's contracted to make an appearance in Laredo, Texas, and he is super duper amped about it. Oh, you can just see it all over his face. So funny. MGF getting really chummy with the locals. He's, he threw a dude's phone. He's tossing drinks. He's stealing kisses from people. Like, everything. This guy is fucking incredible, man. So good. Double thumbs up for that. MGF dropping F-bombs and telling people to abort their children before they go back live on air. I am so happy I was able to see that. I, My wife and I were... Blo that was so fucking funny. Like, oh my god. Just S-tier level heel work right here. Thumbs up for that. Maxwell, after he's done teasing the crowd, he begins to shit all over Brian Danielson. He brings out Christopher Daniels to talk about how awesome Brian Danielson is for some reason. Really confused why he brought out Christopher Daniels anyway. As expected, MJF gets really pissed off. He attacks Daniels, locking in the armbar, and then Brian Danielson runs down for the save as MJF runs, runs away like a chicken. Wow, um, like I said, man, that was so, MJF is so good at working a crowd, man, that might, he's definitely, I would say, the best in the business at doing that right now, might be the best of all time, like, I was thinking about, I think it was like 2005 or 7 or something when Shawn Michaels came back to Montreal, and oh my god, dude, that was some of the greatest crowd work I have ever seen, if you haven't seen it, look, just look up Shawn Michaels in Montreal, it's some of the best just pissing off a crowd you'll ever see incredible mgf right up there and oh my god dude i cannot wait for this freaking iron man match and also i will shout out uh christopher daniels was really good he was you know get just uh going off about how amazing brian danielson's career is and how he's like the best in the world and he's gonna expose mgf and stuff he really good promo from him as well i love this segment double thumbs up for this segment now we got Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage with Prince Nana. Cage showing off the, as usual, the extremely impressive move set. He does this really awesome sit-out Alabama slamma. I mean, oh, so good. And then he does this. I would say it's a better looking F5 than Brock Lesnar. He got some, like really nice spin into it. It just looks really good. So thumbs up for all that stuff. Jungle Boy is able to roll up the big man for a huge W right here. I mean, oh. Just stupid impressive athleticism from Brian Cage. Like he might be he could he might be able to do shit that's crazier than Jungle Boy. Like it's insane. I'm telling you, this Brian Cage is amazing, man. Seven and a half out of ten. Really good match. And then a returning Christian Cage appears on the stage. Oh buddy. Jungle Boy is absolutely stunned. Christian hits Jungle Boy with some uh, mace blinds jungle boy reveals that his arm is fully healed and hits an unprettier on the stage oh fuck yeah welcome back christian cage i love this guy i love christian cage now we got top flight they're backstage and the elite are back there they're messing around with a basketball i think i missed the message here i thought they challenged them to a slam dunk contest which i proceeded to be extremely excited about for like two days and then I watched Rampage just a while ago, and there was no slam dunk contest. So, 
I'm sad about that, so, but I, I believe what was actually said was Top Flight was just challenging uh, the Elite to another Trios Tag Team Championship match, because, well, that's what went down on Rampage. We'll get to that a little bit later, but uh, the Elite accept, so that's cool. I'm sad, though, no dunk contest. That would have been way better. Anyway, now we got Kip Sabian, the Jack Sparrow wannabe, with Penelope Ford versus Hangman Adam Page. So Hangman was attacked earlier in the show, uh, but he was able he's able to recover in time for the match, but he's not 100%. Hangman clocks Kip up high with a lariat, then the Deadeye for the W. It was a solid match and you know, a little underwhelming, but they got to make uh, Hangman look strong right now. They're not going to have a overly competitive match with Kip Sabian because, I mean, come on now, Kip Sabian is a, is a tier below. And then the Blackpool Combat Club come out to the ring. Moxley says he respects Hangman, but he does not fear him. Hangman says he wants another match with Moxley. Then the Dark Order come out. Evil Uno gets right in Moxley's face for some reason. Moxley just looks right past Uno, tells Hangman he wants a Texas death match at Revolution. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes, please. That, that will be, I hope, amazing. Uh, Hangman argues with Uno because, like, what the fuck was that all about? I don't know why he decided to show up. I believe Uno is going to fight Moxley next week on Dynamite, so that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what that'll be. Uh, Uno versus Moxley could be a bloodbath somehow, even though Uno wears the mask. He can still bleed. Now we have the main event. It's Tony Storm with Soraya versus Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. A triple threat match. And, of course, my boo, Jamie Hayter, is out there with Britt Baker. So Tony and Soraya attack a fan uh, on their entrance. I believe that was a work. I'm not really sure what was going on there, but um, that was random. I just noted that down. Tony locks in a Texas clover leaf on Ruby, and then Britt puts the lockjaw lock jaw on Ruby at the same time. I like that spot. Thumbs up for that. And of course, you got to put a Texas clover leaf on in Texas. That's you got to do that shit. Speaking of shit, shit gets out of control. Soraya, like, spray paints Tony's ass with with green paint, and then Tony delivers the that brutal hip attack to Britt Baker's face. A little bit of spray paint, maybe a little bit got on uh, the doctor's face or hair a little bit, but whatever, that, that hip attack is fantastic. Thumbs up for that. Ruby throws Tony out of the ring onto Soraya, and then she rolls up Britt Baker for another huge victory right here. Damn! Uh, solid match, a lot of Gaga in there. I mean, uh, this match, uh, the fighting was kind of the on the back burner. It was more about setting up the story, the storyline that's going on between Britt and Soraya. But you got like Ruby getting caught in in between the two, and uh, we're, I guess we're waiting on to see what Ruby's decision is to see what side she's on with Soraya or the other team with Brit, but I think she should just be on her own, or I don't really know. I'm confused, but I guess we'll find out at some point who she's going to choose, but regardless, that was another big win for Ruby right there. And that is it. The show is over. I thought it was a great show. I mean, MJF, man, the absolute king out there on the microphone, so entertaining. Uh, probably my favorite part of the show. Uh, there was some good wrestling as well, but that was just so fucking good. I mean, <laughs> telling people to shut the fuck up <laughs> before he gets on live air was so amazing. Uh, really strong wrestling, like I said, throughout the show. Uh, really, really great performance from Tristan Vance. Um, looking to see if this guy's going to get a really major push in the company. I mean, he's got a great look. This dude is jacked as hell. And with that match, it looks like he can have some really good brawls with John Moxley in the combat 
or the Blackpool Fight Club thing or whatever. So I'm looking forward to see what Tristan Vance can do in the future. And of course, I love seeing Brian Cage getting like way more consistent TV time. Uh, dude is incredible to watch. I can I love watching that guy wrestle. And like and Ruby Soho also has been picking up a lot of victories lately. Uh, they seem to be building her up like really steadily over the last few weeks. So she's probably maybe gearing up to maybe fight Jamie Hader. That would be pretty good, I think. And Revolution, dude, oh my god, is looking really really loaded i mean they're adding that texas death match you got the iron man match you got oh buddy it's going to be some good shit and is that hangman versus moxley death match will that be their masterpiece these dudes have fought a lot a lot of good matches but they i don't know some matches are like it hasn't been a steady climb some of them have been better than others but i want to know i want to see this one be the best one by far so hoping for a all-time classic out of those two and I give the show a 8 out of 10. Now we move on to SmackDown. They are in Montreal, so they're they're already there. They're going to be in Montreal for the Elimination Chamber. So nice to see that they're there for SmackDown as well. The show starts with Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. So a slight, you know, a, a, there's, the Montreal crowd is slightly happy to see Natalia. She is Canadian, but she ain't from Montreal, bro. And on top of that, there's a lot of history between Montreal and the Hart family. I mean, I mean, they're good. I mean, it's they don't hate her like Shawn Michaels or anything, but they know she's not like French Canadian or something like that. Anyway, the match begins. Shotzi hits a really nice tiger suplex on Ronda, and Ronda lands really high on her neck. That was awesome. Shotzi hits a big top rope dive to the outside onto Baszler and Ronda. That was really good as well. I'll give that a thumbs up. Shotzi goes for some weird DDT on the apron, and Ronda just flagpoles herself on the apron, man. Oh my god, what a sell. I thought she broke her neck a little bit. Made me giggle, so I'll give her a thumbs up for that. I had to watch that a couple times. It was awesome. Natalia locks in a sharpshooter, in, and the Montreal Montreal crowd is cheering for this. I mean, are are they allowed to do that? You can't cheer a sharpshooter in Montreal, man. That that's like not allowed. Uh, Rousey locks in the armbar on Shotzi for the W. Hell yeah, man! That was like actually a pretty pretty good match. <laughs> Definitely way better than I was expecting, uh, especially out of the women's division right now on SmackDown. It's been kind of bad for a bit here, and this was like wow, this was a really good actually well not really good but it was uh, in comparison to what they've been putting out for the last few weeks really good uh Shotzi was a little bit sloppy but really nice performance overall same goes for Ronda Rousey she was like she was looking good out there I liked it like pleasantly surprised very solid tag team match right here not bad uh then they try to ruin the show we got hit row in there they're laying down a horrendous rap I don't even know what if you can call that music there was like zero flow i thought there were i have no idea what that was thankfully the lights go out bray wyatt and mr howdy doody appear and they destroy hit row bray wyatt says you're welcome montreal and leaves thank you thank you so much bray wyatt and mr doody howdy whatever the fuck your name is quadruple thumbs up thank you we move on to viking raiders versus the brawling brutes 
Sheamus hits a Green Bay plunge on the big man Ivar. I cannot... Is there a different name for that move? I know the Green Bay plunge. That was the move that Mr. Kennedy did. But I was like, is there not a... I couldn't figure out the move. Anyway, thumbs up. That was a really impressive... I mean, Ivar's a big dude. That's not an easy move to pull off on a guy that size. So, really good. Eric catches Sheamus into a powerbomb. Drops him a little bit there. Whoopsie-daisy. And then he then he tries again. He hits it, he hits it that time. But a little bit of a mistake there. Valhalla distracts Drew. The Raiders hit a top rope power slam. Sheamus is in for the save on that one. Drew then hits a Claymore, pins, and wins. So, um, yeah, it was a good fight. I like the chemistry between the two teams. I just, I want them to continue. Don't, this can't be over. That was just your standard tag team match. We need to escalate this to to more matches, steel cage matches. We need hardcore matches. I want tables, ladders, and chairs matches. I want it all. I want a, a, a what do you call it, a, a, a pub match or whatever. Give me all that. I want all that between these two teams. It would be fantastic. Now we move on. We got Rey Mysterio shown giving Escobar one of his masks or something from last week. That's nice and everything. I don't really understand it, but okay. And then it goes to Karrion Cross being a bully to Rey Mysterio backstage as their rivalry or beef, whatever the hell they have, continues. Now we have a match. You got Asuka versus Liv Morgan. Carmella is on commentary for this. And you might as well bring everybody else out. Rodriguez comes out to watch the match. And then Nikki. Nikki Cross also appears. She just straight up sits on Wade Barrett's lap. Just laughing and having a good time watching the match. That was really funny. Asuka catches Liv in the armbar for the W here. An okay match. I mean, lots of focus on all the outside distractions. And especially with Nikki, she was just being a goofball. Really funny stuff, though. And uh, Liv looking fairly competitive against Asuka. I mean, Asuka's on this, like, you know, high, high tier against... And she's kind of on a, a level on her own on the roster. But they did an okay job at making Liv look fairly competitive against her. So, not bad. Uh, the match was kind of meh. The women start fighting with each other, ending with Asuka and Liv staring up at the chamber that's above their head. It's already up there, ready to go, and they're just staring at it, so maybe they're teasing that'll be the final two, Liv Morgan and Asuka. I still think Asuka's winning this thing. It's kind of hard to go against her, but we'll get to the predictions at the end of the show. Now, we got Gunther with Imperium versus Mad Cat Moss with Emma. Oh boy, I'm so excited. This is for the Intercontinental Championship. Madcap picked up a win and now he gets a chance at it. So, Gunter powerbombs Madcap pins and wins. Now, it didn't go down like that. It was there was a match. It just was very mediocre and kind of boring boring match uh and the finish man the the finish was so flat like that power bomb was just very abrupt and it felt rushed i don't know i think like the ref said like go home or something like got to finish this up we're running low on time because that finish was just so like whoa oh okay it's over and it's just done so that was flat as hell uh madcap was fine you know he was fine just nothing special he doesn't do anything special he's very generic and then fucking emma oh god she did absolutely nothing as expected didn't really she did absolutely nothing just stood there kind of cheering really pointless and the crowd was super restless man they could not give one fuck about this match they just wanted to see Sami Zayn. he's he's the last part of the show and they were they just wanted to see Sami Zayn, man. And not a lot of chemistry at all between the two of these guys here. I, I'm sorry, Madcap. I just don't see it, homie. I don't see what... I don't see it. Like, you got a good look. Your body is ridiculous. You're in great shape. But your your moveset is generic. Your gimmick is generic. And, yeah. just And then you put the most generic, boring person with him. It's just, bleh, not good. Thumbs down. 
Now, we get to the Sami Zayn's homecoming. Finally, we've been waiting the whole show for this. The crowd absolutely explodes for Sami Zayn, singing his song like crazy. Sami has his super serious face on. And then he slips a little bit on the top rope, okay? So it's it's really funny. He opens up a little bit, cracks a little bit of a smile, but doesn't matter. The crowd is still just going out of control, doing the Ole chance. You deserve a chance for multiple minutes, man. It is just insane. Sammy stands in the ring. He's just absorbing all of that love. I mean, oh my god, dude. Well deserved. And then, and then the crowd starts going, fuck you, Roman. And Sammy's just like, okay okay just so freaking funny man and then sammy finally speaks he basically just run it down he is ready for elimination chamber calls roman at tabernacle excellent so good i'm dying for this so good incredible moment for Sami Zayn, man there I, I can't see anybody in the wwe right now that deserves it more than this guy triple thumbs up for this moment and a, really a bone chilling moment you got to check it out uh, actually, a, a good go-home SmackDown right here. Much better job at making the women in the Elimination Chamber uh, look good going into it. So they did way better than last week. Last week was kind of embarrassing. Much better job this week. Uh, most of the matches were better than I expected. I don't know. My expectations for SmackDown is quite low right now. But uh, that Intercontinental Championship match, that was the only one I had a little bit of hope for. And it was quite disappointing. So that sucked. Uh, the end with Sami Zayn, though, I mean, oh my goodness, so awesome. So happy for Sami Zayn, man. He's finally getting the recognition this man deserves for all this, all, like, in his indies when he was uh, Generico, El Generico. Like, oh my god, the guy's amazing. And it really kind of reminds me of the Attitude Era when Matt, when Mankind won the championship finally. And that was just like a crowd, huge crowd moment. Literally one of the turning points for wwe at the time that kind of sent them into the direction of winning the monday night wars but um i'm getting that vibe out of Sami Zayn right now and he is so fired up man i hope i hope they pull the trigger please seven out of ten this week for smackdown pretty darn good job not bad and we finish it off this week with rampage they're in laredo so they're staying there in texas start the show off with top flight versus the elite for the trios championship no dunk contest i'm, I'm heartbroken by this but whatever there is a basketball though they do have a basketball they brought a basketball so we do get a tip off between dante and nick jackson dante wins but he lands right onto uh, nick jackson's knee for an atomic drop so that was a really funny spot right there i'll even and the referee even pulls out the whistle and everything they, they brought it all so thumbs up for that both teams throwing the basketball at each other like a dodgeball like multiple times throughout the match just whipping that freaking basketball around really funny stuff Nick hits a swanton bomb on both Dante and Darius while they're trapped in the ropes. Uh, That was pretty awesome. A beautiful springboard dive from Nick. Kenny hits the one-winged angel on Fox, pins, and wins because nobody kicks out of the one-winged angel. Another great match from these two trios, man. I could watch this every single day. Love the usage of the basketball throughout. I, I, I'm i taking a point five off of it because there was no dunking. I was, I wanted dunking, but still love the usage of the basketball. 8 out of 10. Great match. And then the lights go out. Malachi, Black, and Brody King appear. And then they disappear, which apparently means that they are challenging them for a trios match, I guess. Sounds good to me. I'm I'm all in for that. That'll be amazing. Then we got Wheeler Yuta backstage. He confronts Orange Cassidy 
former friends right here. Yuta says he's super duper happy. He left he left the best friends because now he's a badass super bully with Moxley and Claudio. Yeah. Orange is disappointed, but he still offers up a shot at the All-Atlantic Championship. So that'll be coming up at some point. Not now. And we got Ricky Starks versus Daniel Garcia. We got Garcia really focusing in on the knee of Ricky Starks. Starks goes for a spear, but his knee gives out on him. He just falls down. And then Guevara comes down to help Garcia. Action Andretti runs down for the save right there. Garcia and Action brawl on the outside. Ricky hits the spear. Rochambeau for the W. Nice match. Now, I, I do not like spears, but... Ricky does have a really, really nice spear. He goes really, really fast, just torpedoes himself in. It's a really nice spear. Uh, Guevara flips out. He wants a match against Action Andretti next week. So, yeah, it'll be nice to see Action Andretti in action. <laughs> I just see what I did there. That's good. Now we got TBS Championship match. Jade Cargill with Layla Gray versus... I could not get her first name for the life of me. Uh, it... I, I, I got her last name. It's Vixen. Doesn't really matter. She gets big booted and gets jaded. Cargill wins. Another match, 53-0. And, man, just another squash match for Jade. Does she really need to be doing this crap? The thumbs down. I hate this. Boo. Now, oh, buddy. Speaking of hate, Swerve Strickland is here. And Dustin Rhodes, they're talking shit to each other. Swerve was bad. Just bad. But... Dustin was really good here in this interview. Super duper intense. He scared the hell out of Swerve because he's an absolute check and thumbs up for Dustin. Now it is time for our main event. We got Swerve with his goon squad versus Dustin Rhodes. Dustin gets tossed into the barricade on the outside. He gets busted open. He's a bloody mess. It's kind of hard to tell when he has blood because half of his face is red with face paint and then the other half is red with blood and then it all mixes in together. So it looks like he's bleeding really bad, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Dustin hits a crossroads. He got a really nice sell there from Swerve. I'll give him that. Rhodes pins, but Swerve's goofs attacks attack Rhodes. Swerve gets disqualified. Swerve beats up Dustin after the match. Security comes out. They do absolutely nothing but get their asses kicked, as is tradition. A cinder block is brought out. Swerve is going to crush Dustin's head with it. And then Keith Lee's music hit hits. He appears behind Swerve and now his hair is gray. What the fuck happened? I, 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 he looks fuck. He looks bad, man. It looks terrible. I'm sorry. He looks bad. Uh, Lee clears the ring out and he saves Dustin Rhodes. Um, woof. That was that that was terrible. That was bad. I did I hated that match. <laughs> Why was Dustin selling punches from Swerve like he's getting hit by a truck? Swerve is like 103 pounds and Dustin Rose is like 6 foot 6, 250 pounds. Like come on, dude. Like he's a cruiserweight, you're a heavyweight. I didn't like this match. It didn't make any sense to me. Uh really really slow and boring first 10 minutes of this match. Just Dustin selling punch one punch from Swerve for like a minute, and then he gets up, eats another punch, sells it for like a minute. I don't fucking get it. It was dumb. The final minutes had like an okay comeback for Dustin, but the it's so predictable that the goons were going to interfere the second that Dustin tried to pin or anything, so that sucked, and then fucking Keith Lee just looks weird as fuck, man. I don't know what the hell happened. I thought like I thought maybe he shaved it all off. He's just got a weird head, man. It's it is what it is. He's got weird hair, he's got weird head. I don't know if he's bald. I don't know what's going on, but it, he looks fucking weird, man. So yeah, Rampage. What the fuck happened this week? Uh really weak show, man. Other than that opening match, that was a really that was a great match and 
But that Cardgill thing, man, that was pointless. Didn't need to be on the show. Ricky and Garcia were fine. You know, for I was expecting more out of them, honestly. In that main event, dude, that was fucking terrible. I, I almost fell asleep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it was really, really, really boring. Not a good show from Rampage. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Goodness gracious, I am disappointed with that one. But it's okay, considering how consistently good Rampage and Dynamite are. You're allowed to have a bad show every now and again. It's alright. Now, let's get to the three stars of the week. Not a very strong week in terms of high-quality wrestling. It was very just kind of consistently... A lot of good matches, a lot of 7 out of 10s, so I'm not going to shout out any of those 7 out of 10s, but um, I will shout out one match this week, uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Bayley on Raw, The main, I believe that was the main event, that was a good match, that was some good shit right there, uh, three really strong competitors, really surprised with, the, with Bianca picking up the win right there, I thought having 7 entrants in the Elimination Chamber would have been really cool, would have been different, I would have liked... Would have liked that, but uh, they didn't go with that, so kind of caught me off guard there. But that was a good match. I'll shout that one out. And that's the only shout-out. Oh, wait, I'll, sh- I'll shout-out MGF for that incredible crowd work. That was that was God-tier level. That shit was incredible. Go check it out. If you can find the footage that was off-air, it's an, it's amazing. The drop in the F-bomb, so good. All right, so the third star this week goes to... Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage on Dynamite. I mean, I can't help it, man. Brian Cage is just... I love watching this guy. He blows me away every time. He has such an awesome move set, And Jungle Boy was there, too. He's good and everything, but he ain't Brian Cage right now. I'll tell you that for free. Number two, second star of the week goes to... The Elite versus Top Flight on Rampage. Thank... Thank... Thankfully, that match was on Rampage. If we didn't have that match, Rampage would have been a fucking disaster. Really strong match. Like I really like the usage of the basketball because they're on TNT. They got the All-Star game, NBA All-Star game coming up, so they're using the basketball. So really nice touch right there, and yet another really strong match from these two teams. I, I don't know if they're going to keep going. I mean, that's another loss for Top Flight, and that was their title match, so I don't know if they're going to keep fighting, but I would love to see the, these two teams go at it in a ladder match or something. That would be amazing. Speaking of amazing, who takes the first star of the, of the first star of the week? I don't know. I felt like I just had a little bit of a seizure right there. I'm okay. All right. First star of the week goes to John Moxley and Claudio Castanole versus Vance and Roosh on Dynamite. That shit was fantastic. I didn't mention, I don't think I mentioned in the review, but Roosh totally brought out the extension cord, his his trusty extension cord. He did not use it, but he showed it off. So, okay, we're, we're back in business because last week he didn't bring out the extension cord, and that was the first time in a long time. So he brought it out this week didn't use it which makes me nervous i mean i i always lose my mind when he brings out the extension cord only because it's a weapon and he's using it and it's supposed to be illegal but he always gets away with it anyway great match from these two really uh uh putting tristan vance on the map with that performance really opened my eyes to that guy excited to see what he can do in the future and i believe that would be his first ever first star of the week and moxley's 187th because that guy's fucking awesome so there you go that is the three stars of the week and let's quickly do my elimination chamber predictions this is going to be a tough one i feel like so let's just start with 
the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE United States Championship. So, no WWE Championship on the line in the Chamber. We're going to go with the United States Championship. I actually like that decision, trying to build up the prestige a little bit for the United States Championship. So, I like that decision. So, you got Austin Theory, the champion, going up against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Um, personally, these, I really like the, the guys that they have in this chamber, man. You got really athletic, crazy guys with Johnny Gargano. He could do something really crazy. Montez Ford, I'm expecting a big old frog splash off the top of something from him. Uh, Seth freaking, freaking Rollins could do a big frog splash off of something as well. And then you got the big strong man in Bronson Reed. He's just going to be fucking throwing people around like crazy. Damian Priest, a little bit of a utility piece right there. And I would say Austin Theory is just going to be a little bit of a shithead, I would imagine. But... I'm going to go with Austin Theory. I'm going to want him... I want him to remain the champion. I think that would be good. He keeps teasing. I don't know. He keeps saying the champ is here. I really want him to get into it with John Cena. I would love... Austin Theory versus John Cena, United States Championship, WrestleMania. I want that. So I want Theory to retain the championship in the Elimination Chamber. Let's fucking, let's put some stank on Theory and let's make this guy legit. Let's make this guy a real player in the company because they want to make this guy the future. You got to start having him win big matches on pay-per-view and this would be a huge win for him. So I'm picking Theory. The next Elimination Chamber match is for the Raw Women's Championship or for a chance at the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 39. So you got Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia versus Carmella. Going Asuka, this one for me, just the way that they've built up uh, all the women in this Chamber match. Asuka is far and away the most... Uh, elite in this match the only way I could see Asuka losing it if all the women decide to gang up on her and eliminate her which would be disappointing but I think it's I think that's the money Wrestlemania match Bianca Belair versus Asuka that should be some good shit so I'm going Asuka uh, we got a mixed tag team match. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Judgment Day, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley with Damian Priest and Dominic. Well, I mean... I'll go with I'll go with Judgment Day. I mean, you got to, right? You can't have Rhea Ripley or Rumble winner going, you know, losing this match on pay-per-view heading into Mania. So there's no way. There's no way I'm going to have her losing unless there's there there could be a DQ, but I'm going to go with Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley for this one. You got a singles match, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I will go with that's tough. That's tough cuz Brock Lesnar doesn't like to lose very often, but Bobby Lashley's the shit. I'm going with Bobby Lashley. I'm just going to go with my gut. Bobby Lashley should get the victory here, but Brock could be in a bad mood that day and he can maybe not want to lose. So who knows what's going to happen? That one's definitely a, a toss up. I'll go Bobby. And then the coup de gras, baby, the one that we're all waiting for. Roman Reigns defends his undisputed WWE Universal Championship, good sir, with Paul Heyman versus Sami Zayn in his hometown of Montreal. Will the WWE pull the fucking trigger? Yes, I'm going for it, baby. I'm doing it. Let's just do this. Sami Zayn will win the championship and fuck it. You know, like Roman doesn't need the championship right now. I feel that Sami wins. We get that moment. You have the match, Cody Rhodes versus 
Sammy at Mania. You could squeeze in Roman. Roman could squeeze his way into that. But I think the thing to do is have Roman lose it, make like the bloodline and everything fall apart, make Roman just go nuts, like make him go full tyrant, full crazy mode. He loses it on Paul Heyman, and then have the Rock come in and be like, "You're embarrassing this family," and then have them fight at WrestleMania. What do you think about that? I think that would be really wicked. So that's what I think. That's what I would do. I think that would be really fun. That would be the biggest. You're looking for the biggest names for your Mania card. So Roman Reigns versus The Rock. You got Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes. Eh, I mean, if you're a hardcore fan, that sounds amazing. If you're a casual fan, you're like, who the fuck is Sami Zayn or Cody Rhodes? But the hardcore fans, that's what we want. And it sounds like that's what the universe wants as well. I mean, you hear the crowd for Sami Zayn not only in Montreal man it's not just his home crowd that loves him it's everybody everybody loves Sami Zayn he's the hottest thing in the company right now put the title on him do the right thing you can't have it 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 can't be lined up any more perfect you have it in Montreal the crowd loves this guy and just do the right thing we really do we really need to have Roman Reigns main eventing yet another WrestleMania he could still rest he could still main event it if he wants he can have night two or one against the rock or whatever it doesn't matter there's two nights now so they could share it have cody and sammy on night one and then the rock versus roman on night two boom done shakalaka make a billion dollars please wwe hire me all right that's the show everybody and um yeah i hope you enjoyed that if you did make sure you uh hit hit me with a comment or you can send an email follow me on twitter or drop a comment on the youtube channel all the links are down below or you can just look up the youtube channel gamer gx video on YouTube. Double upload Saturday is today, so two episodes of The Wolf Among Us is up and ready for you to go watch over there. Having a really good time playing that game. A lot of fun. Super awesome game, man. I love The Wolf Among Us. And and what else? Uh, this Monday will be uh, a fun episode of the GX GamerCast. I'm going to be taking a look at the PlayStation 5. So I'm going to go take a look. I've owned mine now for a bit over a year now. So I think I'm ready to give my impressions and how I feel about the console. So if you're interested in that, that will be there for you on Monday. So that'll be a good time. And of course, I'll be doing a review of the Elimination Chamber after I watch it, of course. That'll be later on today. I can't fucking wait. So uh, hit me up. What do you think? What are your predictions for the show? You can send an email. And um, yeah, if you if you get all of them, if you get all all of the matches correct i'll shout you out on the show how's that sound so we will be back on could be on sunday we'll see i'll I'll try i'll get the elimination chamber review up as soon as i finish it and get it all done up so be on the lookout for that and the ps5 uh episode on monday so there you go everybody keep your nose clean enjoy the elimination chamber tonight please wwe do the right thing and put the title on Sami Zayn and let's go to, to wait, what are, what are we calling it? San, uh, uh, Sammy Z- WrestleZania. There it is. For fuck's sake.